Welcome to Solo BG Podcast. My name is Derek and we are now on episode 55. I'm so glad that we made it this far. Now, if this is your first time in the show, well, let me tell you at least what is all this about, right? This is a show where we uh, where we dedicate it to board games, but uh, especially to solo and cooperative board games. That's right. Like I always said, games that you can play solo, you can try to defeat the game by yourself or with friends but usually the games that are designed to be fully cooperative they're also able to you know be played solo you just take different roles or depends on the situation but once every month or once every few weeks because this is a weekly episode we talk about a game that it cannot be played solo at least from official variants and that's what we call solo with friends which is a special episode once a month or every few weeks and in this particular case well this is a solo with friends episode we're gonna talk about a game that you probably already read on the title but we're gonna talk about a game that it cannot be played solo at least to my knowledge so far probably there's some variants on board game geek you know the main source of uh, variants and files and things like that for to improve the hobby i guess uh, or probably there's some variants on reddit or somebody made a variant and if that's the case well just please reach out to us and and you know uh you can contact us through facebook uh twitter and instagram at solo bg podcast or if you are like me and you like to send emails you can shoot me an email at solo bg podcast uh at gmail.com but um yeah if that's the case please let me know but today's uh game or tonight's or this evening well it's gonna be uh fully competitive actually it's a two-player game Uh, so I will share my thoughts with you once again this is episode 55 solo with friends and the way that we do the the show if this is your first time once again well we divide the shows in section because one of the goals of the show is give you that you know that uh, feeling or, or experience of, of, of watching a, a tutorial or a playthrough or an unboxing uh, video mainly on YouTube right but if you're not able to do it while you listen to a podcast you can have the same experience or close to have the same experience with us And in that way, if you're in the subway, if you're in the plane, if you're in a, in your car, or if you're doing whatever activity that doesn't allow to watch a video, well, at least you can listen to this podcast and have the same experience as well. So that's what it is, Solo BG Podcast. I like to remind it once in a while, and that way, you know, if this is your first time, well, welcome. And if you have been supporting the show since the beginning or since a few episodes, um, you know, ago well thank you very much once again i really appreciate all the support usually i take this uh, moment of introduction to share any news or any updates for the show and what i can share with you right now is that i st i'm still trying to play with these new equipment toys you know this new uh, recording uh, audio setup that we got we got our console we got our audio recorder which there's a different mixer Uh, and when we, rec we record the audio as much as possible to improve the quality in a studio-ish way. Um, you know, the first episode that we did, that was the previous one, which it was episode 54, uh, where we talk about Set a Watch. And I was so glad to see uh, some of your comments, you know, on our social media, especially on our email. And I want to say a, very, a lot of thanks and say hi to my friend Gustavo from Los Angeles, where he write me up an email and he kind of was trying to you know give me some advices or he give me some advices because i'm pretty sure he's more knowledge than me in this uh kind of field of recording and, and setting audios he recommended me to use a uh you know like a, a, a pop filter or that's, i think that's what they call pop filter or something basically a filter on the microphone in that way the p's and the b's and all that stuff 
especially with my, with my accent doesn't sound uh, you know too, too I guess too strong. Uh, also, and now I'm doing it. I hope you can notice the, di the difference between last episode and this one. And I also uh, you know try to you know play a little bit with the um, I guess with the equalization on the console. So thank you so much for all of your advice, Gustavo. I will try to do my best. And to all of you amazing listeners as well. There was another comment that I really like because you can listen to this podcast uh, on iTunes, uh, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iVox, uh, wherever podcasts can be heard, iHeartRadio, Amazon Play, even with Alexa. So wherever podcasts can be found, uh, you know, you can find SoloBG. And there was one on the on the iTunes, on the app, which basically was saying that, you know, that a person stopped to listen to this episode because my voice started to sound like a tin can, which I kind of agree. Uh, I didn't have like a too much uh, quality equipment with me at the time. Uh, but now, since the last episode, I, you know, we decided to, you know, to jump in and get better equipment. And now he says on his comment that now he's going to start listening again. He or she, I'm sorry, because now the quality is so much better. And comments like that I've been receiving in Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So I really appreciate to all of you ha that had reached out to me. Now, uh, we are ready to start with the show. Like I said, uh, today is a Solo with Friends episode. We're going to talk about Aristeia. Aristeia is published by Corvus Belly. And, you know, we're going to talk about the game. I'm going to give you, uh, you know, different things that I haven't been doing on the previous episode. Now that I'm going to start to do that, you will see in a little bit, or you will hear in a little bit better said. But let's start with the show. Let's start with Solo BG Podcast, episode number 55. Thank you. Thank you once again for all your support. And let's start, like always, in three, two, one. Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays, and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Okay, so now we are ready to start Solo BG Podcast officially number episode number 55, I'm sorry. And we're gonna talk about Aristeia, the board game, once again, published by my friends from Corvus Belly which they are located in Spain. And uh, thank you so much, my friends, from uh, sending this uh, copy of the game for review and for the episode. Uh, once again, I always like to say, you know, when I had a, a game for free or that it was provided to me by the publishers or the designers, in that way, you all of you amazing listeners know that it was like that. And like I always said, or in the past, I said that doesn't matter for me. That doesn't, uh, you know, affect my thoughts of the game You know, I most of my games, I get them from the retail stores and I always share my my honest feelings. But I think you deserve to know when it's a game that I bought it or a game that it was provided to me. But let me tell you that my thoughts of the game, they won't be affected by this. So I just wanted to throw it out there in that way. You know, um, we all are in the same page, I guess. So like always, before we jump with the game, uh, you know, let me tell you what I've been playing and I, what I've been up to and everything about in the course in the board gaming life or world right so anyway most recently i've been playing marvel champions the card game finally finally i was able to get my mat from one to two one to four players i'm sorry and it's beautiful that comic art from marvel and then you have thanos on top which is probably my favorite marvel character 
or one of my favorite Marvel characters. And if you if you want to know what I'm talking about, once you are done with the episode, you can go to uh, through Facebook and check it out on Facebook uh, page of Solo BG Podcast. Or if you're able to go right now where you're listening, well, check it out over there. In that way, you can tell uh, what I'm. You can kind of have a better idea of what I'm talking about. But now that I have all the expansions until Miss Marvel, I think was the latest one, and the Green Green Goblin and the Wrecking Crew and all the stuff. Now I start to play. You know, like my own little story where I decided to start with a Spider-Man and uh, he is facing Norman, uh, Norman Osborn. And I tried to defeat Norman Osborn, but, you know, and his criminal enterprise, I tried already two times, but he got me. He got me. And for all of you that, that knows the game, uh, the last game, he got me on the last round. I had two of health and he had uh, two of health as well with the sec in the second time second stage of Norman Osborn or Green Goblin. So I was about to defeat him. But on my last encounter, uh, I don't remember which exact enemy it was, but basically it was an enemy that inst that as soon as he was revealed and put it in front of me and got engaged with me, he was going to attack me. And unfortunately, I didn't have any card to defend myself. Spider-Man was already exhausted, so I couldn't defend again, and he killed me. If that card wouldn't be coming on the encounter deck... Then I would be able to defeat Norman Osborn or the Green Goblin. But, you know, we need to try again. And by the way, Marvel Champions is in my 10 by 10 challenge. I don't want to talk too much about the mechanics and stuff because I'm trying to prepare a special episode for Marvel. I don't know yet. I'm starting to keep landing ideas with some gamers and designers. If we're going to try and some Marvel fans as well. If we're going to do like, a, you know, a bunch of episodes from different Marvel games or we're just going to talk about Marvel in general or just a Marvel Champions LCG. But you will see, we'll have it very soon as well. Also, I've been playing a very fun game that I got on Target on, you know, if you're in the US, Target, uh, you know, it's a very popular store, I guess. Uh, but anyway, I was there with my wife the other day and we saw a, a small game on clearance, which is called Deep Sea Adventure. And it's fun, you know, we've been playing two players and basically you, ha you are you start in the submarine, uh, you know, you have 25 levels of oxygen and you start to roll dice and you start to move your character down the ocean. And the farthest you go into the ocean, the highest value chance that you will get a token uh, when, you know, with a higher value number. But then once you pick an artifact, that's what they're calling the game, you know, you need to make your way to go back to the, to the submarine. But now every turn you're going to be consuming more oxygen and you're, you're going to be advancing... Uh, you know, at more slower speed because now you're carrying something and if you pick up another artifact, well, the oxygen will decrease even more and you need to make it before the oxygen runs out back to the submarine. So it's very, very fun, fast, uh, you know, fast-paced game. You know, one versus other. You can play, I think, I believe, up to four players. Very fun game. Uh, Deep Sea Adventures. And yeah, I've been playing that as well. I also play one of my, <laughs> one of my, uh, you know, I don't want to, well, yeah, I guess worst experience in board gaming uh, you know, you know, one of my friends uh, got me a copy, gave me a copy of Batman Flux, um, you know, from the famous Flux games. And uh, this was the Batman one. And as you know, I'm a huge fan of Batman. So because of the theme, I had to give it a try. And, you know, we put the game on the table, my wife and I, we started to shuffle the deck and we were both like, so how do we play? Right. So basically the game tells you that if you have played Flux, you know what I'm talking about. Just draw and play a card and you set up your own goal and the goals can change and you know, the goal to win the game can change and you can be either drawing a bunch of cards in your hand or drawing just three and playing whatever. So it's a lot of randomness, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I never got the feeling of uh, like, uh, like I was playing a board game, you know. Even my wife at some point, she was like, I mean, why are we playing this? I mean, this is so strange from you. And, and you know, and I thought, well, it's Batman. You know, and I had to try it, but 
<laughs> I mean, you know, from ratings that we have, zero to five, as you know, in the podcast, uh, where five is the best. Well, this game for me was a 0.1. Uh, and the point one was because of Batman, <laughs> so I can tell you that. Surprisingly, though, I, I posted on the Facebook uh, page of Solo BG Podcast of, you know, what were the thoughts of everybody uh, on the Flux game and if somebody would enjoy it. And it was surprising for me that a lot of people, well, most a lot of people commented and they were saying that they really enjoy the game and, you know, they enjoy the randomness and they enjoy the fun and, you know, that it was a good game, you know, to be drinking beers and or having a, you know, whatever drink and just, you know, playing around or goofing around without paying too much attention for any strategy-wise, I guess, on a game. Uh, and yes, I mean, I guess that's the only way that I can see these kinds of games, like, suitable for, just to, I don't know, basically not paying attention. But, I mean, if that's the case, if you want to drink and play games, I I mean, I'm, there are so many other games <laughs> that do the way better. I mean, to give an example, like Sushi Go or Loot, Or um, uh, even uh, the Raymond Fury. I mean, there's a bunch of mini games that you can have so much fun. But once again, that was my experience with Batman Flux. Uh, I'm not going to tell you I'm going to do an episode about it because I won't. But I mean, if you enjoyed it, I'm glad for you. I mean, uh, now you know my thoughts on the game as well. Uh, anyway, I also play Everdell. Everdell, which I really had experience. I want to say hi to my friend Robert Rini uh, and Greg because they came to my uh, house. I host a little game night for them. And we had play Western Legends also, uh, which is a very fun game. Um, and we play Everdell, always Everdell. It's a good experience. And now that I was thinking about I haven't done an episode of Everdell, so I think Everdell deserves an episode. Now, you know, I I'm waiting for the Kickstarter expansions. They were supposed to be arrived on this month of uh, February because I'm recording on February. Let me check my watch. I almost, uh, February, Saturday, 22 of 2020. And, you know, I was supposed to receive those Uh, expansions but this time but i think they got delayed a little bit and they all gonna say because of the coronavirus that is happening unfortunately uh in china mainly uh so i mean of course safety first right but you know as soon as i get the expansions anyway uh we will we will start to uh you know to do the episode of Everdell. why not because that games look beautiful on the table um also i've been playing blood rage From Cool Mini or not, Simon Games or whatever you want to call it, come on. Bloodrich is always a hit on the table. You know, I played it last Sunday, actually, which I want to say hi to Steve, uh, to Richie, to uh, Bill, to Jeremy. I was playing with them. Uh, you know, we had a very good time uh, and I won. <laughs> Never won in those kinds of these kinds of games, but I won in Bloodrich and I was very happy and, you know, It was Blood Rage is always a fa it's always a blast. I'm sorry, and even it's surprising because the game came a few years ago and designed by Eric Lang, and right now they just had a successful Kickstarter campaign for upgrades and expansion, and I don't see that game you know feeling old at any point. I think it's a great game. It's always enjoyable to bring it to the table. I definitely recommend it. That's Blood Rage, and hopefully in the future you know we can do an episode about Blood Rage. Why not? Um, because it's a very fun game. I also play Scythe and Lord of the Rings Journey to the Middle Earth, which once again, that one is on my 10 by 10 challenge for this year. Anyway, that's what I've been playing now. Now let's talk about the game for today or this evening of tonight, which is Aristea. Aristea, once again, is published by Carvus Belly 
And now every time, every time that we talk about a game, I'm going to give you the technical specifications, I guess, from uh, Board Game Geek. And that idea, I got it from one of my favorite podcasts that you should go and check it out in case you speak uh, Spanish or if you want to learn Spanish. It's Planeta de Juegos, which is Gaming Planet, and that's made in Spain. And they do that every time that they talk about a game. You know, they give you the specifications. And I thought, oh, well, it's a good idea to bring it all uh, to the podcast as well of Solo BG. So anyway, now before we start talking about the game, I'm going to tell you those things, those little details from Board Game Geek. And we have that Aristea has an 8.4 rating. That's high. 8.4 rating on the Board Game Geek. It was released on 2017. And the designers are Alberto Abal, Jesus Fuster, David Rosillo, or Rosillo, and the artist is Kenny Ruiz, and the, it's published by Corvus Belly. It's two players, um, you know, it recommends age 14 plus, and that it's played in 60 to 90 minutes, that's the playing time, and the weight, all the complexity rating is 2.97 of 5. And that's the technical little from Board Game Geek. And now, now that we're talking about Aristea, let's see how the box and cover looks. Box and cover. So now we are in the box and cover section of the show, and we have the box, Aristea, the ultimate sports show, and once again designed by Alberto Abal, Jesus Foster, and David Rosillo, and illustrated by Kenny Rizzo. On the main cover of the box, you will have all the main characters from the base game, all the different warriors, you have, the, you know, all the different factions, which the art is pretty cool, actually. You have, like, a, like a ninja hero, kind of like a samurai and then you have like a cowboy from the Wild West, even with a hand of poker cards on the on one of his hands, I guess, and with the gun and everything. And then you have like a more like a cyberpunk-ish uh, character as well with a rifle. Then you have a pretty cool uh, big panda bear with you know some weapons as well. So the, the cover is pretty cool. The size of the box is very standard, kind of a probably uh, a little bit bigger than the average board games. Uh, so just to give you an idea, it's like a normal box, right? Like nothing small as, at all. And it has the A and the exclamation mark, which is the, uh, you know, kind of like the first player token that we will have during the game. And also is the main symbol uh, on the on the game. And then on, this, on the laterals, once again, you have the name of the, of the board game, Aristea, the Ultimo Sports Show. And then uh, on the back, we have the description of how the board is going to look. When we set up the game, of course, for two player, because that's the only way that you can enjoy this game. And basically, it's telling you the, the idea of the game, right? So 175 years in the future, humankind has reached the stars, has the hyperpowers uh, vie for influence in the shadows. Citizens use their permanent connections to Maya, to in the interplanetary data network, to reveal a, in a bespoke the launch of thrills, of course. No form of entertainment is a sought after Aristea, the human sphere favorite extreme blood sport. So basically in the future, this is the main sport, you know, for everybody. So it's the fights and, you know, like in arena. And that's what is Aristea. Um, Aristea is the pinnacle form of blood sport in the armed evolution of the fight club, the modern incarnation of the gladiatorial game and the greatest spectacle for all but the faint of heart. So that's Aristea, once again, that he plays two players, that he plays 20, I'm sorry, 60 to 90 minutes per game, and that is 14 year plus, and once again, that is publisher by Corvus Belly, and, and it's uh, it, the game and the characters falls under the Corvus Belly Infinite Universe, 
um, you know, which you will see these characters in some other uh, uh, games from Corvus Valley. And you can get this game or you can get, uh, you know, expansions and things like that where we're going to talk about in a little bit, in aristeyadthegame.com, as well are their social medias, uh, where you can find them also as aristeyadthegame. All right, so now as this is the, the box and cover, now let's see and let's jump inside the box. Let's see how the components are, the quality, what we're going to get on the base game, and we keep going with Aristeya. Inside the box. Okay, so now we are in the section where we're going to take a look of inside the box, See how well are the components, what do we get inside the game and all the stuff. And like always, I have the box here with me. Let me let me move it uh, in front of the mic. Here it is. There it is. Okay. So now let's open because I'm pretty sure it comes with a lot of minis since, uh, you know, you um, basically it's a miniature five minute skirm skirmish game. The first thing that you get as soon as you open is the reference guide, right? So this is, let me see, it's like a small rule book that you will get and it's... 29 yeah i have it here with me 29 double side pages and basically it's the reference guide for all the keywords and different stuff that is going to be happening during the game also well with uh with me they sent me a, a pack of a promos which i'm very thankful you know for solo bg in a nice envelope i will share some pictures right now at the moment of the uh, of the moment of the you know sharing the episode on social media and the way you can take a look i have already shared it before when they send it to me uh, and also, um, this is they send you uh, inside the box a how to play, basically a how to play booklet game, uh, which it tells you step by step how to set up the first game, and how to what is each action, how to take actions during the game, and this is I'm counting right now, <laughs> this is gonna be a 15 double side rule book, uh, learn to play game, and then it tells you on the back it says do you want more? Do you want even more? This is not the end. Soldiers of Fortune expansion said, uh, Senor, uh, Senor Massacre, Senior Massacre, Valkyria, Laxmi, and their little Hannibal, they're coming to fight to death. That's one of the expansions for Aristeia as well. Then you have Aristeia Axis Guide to the Human Sphere, which this one, it's uh, basically like a sort of a, you know, sort of a biographic thing of every character that you get in the game, you know, such as uh, Exer, Maximus. 8-Ball, which is the, my favorite, which is the Panda, Miyamoto Mushashi, which is the the Samurai or the Ninja. And, you know, this is this is very cool because you can see a little bit of the bi biography of each character on the game, and in that way you can get that even more immersive experience. And also on the back, it talks to you a little bit about the other cool game uh, from uh, Corvus Valley, which is for two players, the one that is called Infinity, which once again, the characters, that you can mix them with that game, since they all fall in the same universe, um, you also gave, you know, the the that this is the first uh, the first uh, the the first base game basically what you get on the inside this box because like I said you're gonna get multiple expansions. Then you get a very nice good quality cardboard uh, mat which I you can hear here how I'm kind of knocking seems like knocking on wood with this the good quality board that you will get. Uh, to set up the arena on the table. You also gonna get two uh, mats, two independent mats for each character with different slots where you're gonna be programming basically your character's activation, one to four on each. Also it's gonna help you to keep the, the energy track, the movement track, the little health track. And when they go to the bench, once again, this is a this is a sports game that we're gonna be playing in the future. You get a lot of tokens, also very good quality, you know, um, good color, very looks. They look very nice. 
and you get a bunch of cards because you're gonna get some small cards uh, which they're gonna help you to you know to place your characters and to activate your characters in the order that, that you place these small cards face down on your mat when it will make more sense in a little bit when we talk about the gameplay which is very simple and then you're gonna get a bunch of cards for the characters and you know uh, in that way you, every player can form their own deck of cards with different abilities cards that you're gonna be playing the cards quality is very standard you know and once again when i say a standard doesn't mean that it's a bad quality it's just you know what you expect to get in these kinds of games and this uh, you know very decent or very uh, good quality quality but i call it a standard because i think you know in my opinion every game uh, according to the price and if it's from a big publisher you should get a good quality on the components and that's when i refer to a standard quality so anyway the cards once again they're you know standard quality for this one nothing uh, super special or super crazy uh, in the back, they all say Aristeia. They have the same back. And also, you get the the characters' cards as well, which basically, it will tell you, you know, the stats and their abilities and so forth. They also send some promos, which I believe uh, these promos that I'm pulling up, which is basically just with a holographic kind of art, I think these ones also came on the base game. So I don't think it's anything special, but I'm not sure of that. I don't know if they sent it because... It was for solo BG, or you get in every in every copy of the game, and also you get the miniatures. Now, the miniatures, I need to say, it, they're amazing. They're outstanding quality and detail. I'm opening here the Ziploc back. That's probably you can listen here, but just to um, you know, I'm pulling one of the my like I said, my big uh, favorite one of the game, which is Eight Ball. That's what it calls like a big big panda bear, but you know, ha holding like a kind of like a Ray Star Wars staff kind of ish. Let me see. Okay, here it is. Now, I got it. The quality on the miniatures, it's outstanding. Even, I know this is not the case, but, you know, the, the, the quality of the miniatures, it's very cool for painting. Uh, you know, if you like painting and those sort of things, this, you will love painting it. You will really enjoy. Uh, on the end, I will say it for the end. Towards the end, when I share my thoughts of the game, i also going to mention the miniatures again, but I will tell you what I, it's a cool idea even for you to do with these miniatures from the game, you know, besides Aristea. But with Aristea, you have enough to, to use them. Uh, but anyway, the, the quality of the miniatures, spoiler alert for my thoughts, it's great. I really, really enjoy it. And then you also get some dice, you know, with different symbols, different colors. You get uh, three blue dice, uh, three orange blue, three, three orange die, three yellow dice, uh, one black, one red, and one green. I'm sorry, three blacks and one green and one red. And basically, they all have different symbols, different results, like the exclamation mark. You know, for the abilities and shields, uh, you also had attacks, results, and so forth. And the colors, well, the difference is that, you know, certain colors are going to be kind of going to have more tendency in, in order to be successful when, when you roll your, your die, right? So that's basically the components. Also, you have a very nice uh, divider tray, which I always appreciate when the, the companies, uh, they take the effort to give you a very nice, even if it's plastic, a very simple divider tray for the components. I really enjoy that versus, you know, sometimes a lot of board games, you open everything and you start to unpunch tokens and then you are like, well, you know, everything fit very well before, but now that I unpunch everything, it doesn't fit very well in the box. And then you ended up throwing away the plastic that is inside in order to have silver bags in order to, you know, accommodate everything inside the box. Well, I really enjoy once again, when the publishers, they make the effort to give you every single space for every single thing. In Aristea, you have basically like three 
big spaces where you can have a, a lot of space to put your dice, your tokens, your cards, everything. So you don't need to worry about that with the base game. Of course, if you start to get expansions, well, that's a different story and you will have you know, to be a little bit creative with that, like probably you do with a lot of other board games. So now that we that we saw how wh what we get inside the box and how it looks, let's talk about the gameplay. Let's talk about how it goes. Once again, this is Aristeia. Let's jump to our next section. Gameplay. Okay, so now we are in the gameplay section of the show. Once again, this game is not complex. Uh, uh, has some complexity, I guess. If you think about the deck of cards that you have and when to use the special abilities or the special cards for every uh, character, but other than that, the game honestly it plays very simple. And in Aristea, each player controls a team of four characters competing in the blood test, right? In this, uh, in the bloodiest fight in the future, the main sport, like we talk about it, most exciting spectacle in the human sphere. Now, uh, through the to the to the five game rounds, which is you know the five rounds that you're going to play during the game players direct their characters action to meet their goals of the scenario every scenario will be different you know earning victory points to win the game the first player to collect eight victory points win the game following them the player with the most victory points at the end of the fifth round wins and if there's a tie player with the most frag tokens will win the game so in order to play the game, the first thing that you're going to do is arrange the scenario. You're going to choose the scenario. Of course, the base game has the initial one that they're going to recommend you. And you're going to lay out the math and you're going to lay out the tokens, you know, whatever they are required for the scenario. And then you will build up your team, you know, uh, which you're going to ch choose your four characters. And also you're going to get your deck of cards. You're going to build the tactic decks, which is a deck of cards where each player has their own uh, tactics deck. And it's going to made up for two tactics for each of their character plus 10 standard tactics cards that you that we all gonna share right and in this case the two teams are gonna are gonna share and then you're gonna get the starting hand you're gonna draw four cards and if you don't like them well you can always mulligan the first time but then you're gonna keep those four cards as well once again those cards are gonna have different abilities that they can trigger at different times during the game or also when you roll the die and you get the the ability symbol you can activate them as well and then you're going to choose who is the under underdog player, which basically that player will get the A and the exclamation mark token, which is the underdog token or the first player token, whatever you prefer to call it. And then the, the game will start in that order. Now, how are you going to determine who is the first player? That's the interesting thing also, because when you choose your four characters, every character have, has a different value or a different strength or different initiative. That's what they call in the game. So you're gonna choose back and forth the characters. So once you had your uh, up your 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 build, your, what have you? Once you have uh, your team build, I'm sorry, then is when you're gonna get the honor dog token. So basically, both players are gonna add the sum of all their characters' initiative, and the lowest one will be the underdog, and that's gonna be the player that is gonna start the turns during the game. All right, and then the game, like we mentioned before, is gonna play during five rounds, right? And it's gonna the game there each round is gonna be divided in phases. So, for example, on each round you're gonna have the phase one, which is planning, which is gonna you're gonna get the characters that you choose, you know, that is gonna be your team, and you're gonna place them in any order that you like, on any order that you want to activate them, right? Like like I told you on the inside the box. Every player will have a mat with slots one going from one to four for the characters, and you're gonna place them in any order that you want face down. Then 
we're going to jump into the uh, the phase two, which is where the turns are, uh, you know, are they going to start. So basically, each each uh, each of the players are going to reveal at the same time the leftmost, or in this case, the first uh, card on the order wise that are going to activate. So both reveal phase up and then whoever has the highest initiative will go or if they tie the player with the underdog token will decide which player go first either if you want to go first or if you want your opponent to go first as well and then after that you're going to start to activate the characters right so each character will have different stats which they will have different energy different movement skills and different initiative as well so the players will move now you have a, a movement cost as well that you're going to gain you know, as your current speed, whatever your, your character is, you're going to move and then you can attack, you know, either you can do a range attack or you can a melee attack. You're going to be rolling dice and on the game, it's also involved, uh, you know, things like range and basically like every skirmish game that you have played, it has the same uh, concept or ideas where you're rolling dice, you're, you're uh, trying to, uh, you know, stay out of the uh, line of sight and things like that. And you're going to keep moving back and forth until you activate the four characters, basically. You know, through that uh, board, revealing every uh, every player at the same time and seeing who goes by initiative. And at the end of the game, like we mentioned, whoever has the victory points, whoever has met the requirements for the scenario is the winner of the game. Simple as that. Now, of course, with the deck of cards, you're going to have a different abilities, different skills that they, they can change a lot the strategy. They can give you extra movements. Things can happen that it, they will interrupt the other player, things like that. So your deck of cards is very important as well. But that's the the idea of Aristea, you know, to have fun. Once again, this is like a sport in the future. So to have fun, to fight. But each scenario helps the game to be very uh, different from each other. In that way, you know, you can do different things and, and try to do different strategies. And not only, uh, you know, to fight. For example, on the first scenario... Basically, it's like a sort of like an area control type. So uh, the players who uh, the, the, at the end of the round, the, according to the number of players that you have in the middle of the board on the on the uncertain area or certain zone, you will get uh, victory points. But those zones are going to be changing or they can change with each round. Now, that's just to give you a basic idea, probably, uh, you know, just to very brief, very global idea of how the game plays. Once again, every scenario is different. You have the same arena, but the layout can be a little bit different according to the tokens that you're going to be placing. That once, once again, they can block line of sight or they can activate certain things. So for me, uh, when I, you know when we were playing, it's kind of the same idea when you go to a laser tag, kind of. <laughs> you know, the idea of you have things that they can block you, things that can give you advantage, higher terrain, lower terrain, things like that. So that's what is Aristea all about, basically, just to, to have that experience on the future sport with, with uh, very cool characters, with different abilities, with a deck of cards, and with a very cool, cool components. So now that, I, that we talk very briefly, you know, uh, of how the game play, and just to give you an idea how the game goes, let's go to my favorite section of the show, which I will still talk a little bit. It's kind of a combination of this game, of the gameplay and my thoughts. And I will tell you what I think of the game. I will tell you if I recommend you the game and, you know, what it's still out there for this game. So this is Aristia once again. Let's jump and see what do I think about the game. Thoughts on the game. Oh, 
You know, the hardest part for me <laughs> is when we have the solo with friends. And, you know, because for this section, I usually uh, call it solo or cooperative, right? Or solo or competitive. But in this case, that you cannot play it solo, I guess. I, that's why we call it thoughts on the game. <laughs> but anyway, so thoughts on the game. Aristea, the board game, once again, the ultimate uh, sports show in the future. First, the theme. The theme, I really like it. I think it's very appealing to me. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be very appealing to a lot of you amazing listeners because it's futuristic. It's um, sports, very cool characters. Like I said, 8-Ball is my favorite, which is the big panda with the staff. Then you have also, if you like more like a cowboy, stylish, modern thing, when then you have the cowboy there. Or if you have like a, you like like a cyberpunk characters, you have a cyberpunk character there. If you like ninjas or samurai as well, you have the ninja samurai character there. So anyway... There's a lot of variation on the characters that I think um, it, they were very well thought and very well developed during the game. The fact that, I'm sorry, on the processing of designing of the game, the fact that they give you the access guide, which is basically uh, a biography of each character, I think is pretty cool as well because, as you know, I'm a very immersed player. I like the immersive and uh, the theme on a game. So definitely, even if it's, this is a skirmish game, you have the theme like very, very well developed once again on the designing because you can read a little bit of the, you know, the story of the character. And, you know, even before you start the game, that would be a cool idea probably for the players to see like, well, these characters come from here and this and that and tell a little bit of story and that will help in that aspect. So that aspect, I like it as well. Component wise, component wise, like I said, the cards are very standard. The board is very good quality. The cards are very, uh, you know, nice quality as well. Uh, the miniatures, they are fantastic. Uh, probably one of the best miniatures that I have seen uh, in any uh, quality-wise in any in any board game. Now I told you when we were talking about the inside the box that these miniatures, <laughs> to be honest with you, even if uh, let's say you're a solo player, right, like like me, and you have this kind of games for two players that you get to play once in a while, you know, with you either your significant other or your friend or or any family member or or so forth. Um, and you don't you want to use the miniatures for something else you definitely can do it you can you can bring these miniatures to other games because this, the size and the scale of the miniatures is very standard and the quality it's very good it's 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 i i can see i even can see people buying this game for the miniatures to be honest with you um and they are very cool i like to paint miniatures i'm very bad i don't have a lot of talent i still think that even if you don't have a lot of talent and you don't have the skills you know, anyway, if you paint them, they're going to look better than the gray or brownish color that they came from, but from the plastic, they're going to look amazing on the table. Now, if you go with a magnifying glass, of course, you're going to be like, oh, man, your your, your miniatures, they, they're very bad. They don't even have eyes or, or a mouth. But, but I mean, they will look better than the gray or, or brownish uh, color, right? So the miniatures, it's something that I really, really, really enjoy from the game. The other thing that I enjoy from the game is that as probably a lot of you know, uh, when I started in the hobby, because I have I have told this story multiple times, when I started in this hobby, my first uh, you know thing that I started to play, it was X-wing the miniature games, which once again is not a skirmish, but some people they still call it a skirmish. So um, you know it's more like a fight to each other, two player. Uh, and there's big tournaments, world tournaments for X-Wing. Um, I haven't. It's been a long since I play X-Wing, to be honest with you. But once one one thing that I that I enjoyed, but at the same time it was kind of you know hard. It was how Fantasy Flight, and of course they they were very well known for this. 
they keep releasing expansions, expansions, and over and over and over. And sometimes it got to the point, now with the 2.0 version of X-Wing, it changed. But it got to the point when with the 1.0 that a lot of ships that you bought from the first wave or second wave, they basically were like, you know, at, at some point useless to to bring them in a tournament com or in a big, uh, you know, tournament uh, competency or, or things like that because, um, you know, there was... The, as, as newest as the way that they were getting in ships, they were more powerful and they were with better abilities, lower cost in order to build your team and so forth. Uh, so and that was one of the things that at the same time I enjoy because, you know, the ships, they were very cool and they were coming from the movies, from the shows, from the books. But at the same time, it was pushing you to expend more money in one game. Now, Aristea, the board game. Um, even if you get the base game, to be honest with you, you have enough of replayability if you want to have a skirmish uh, experience. Once again, you have the characters that you can mix in and match from the base game with your opponent. Yet you can do something like random, just let's select the character randoms, or you go first, I go first, and then we start to choose and so forth. But, you know, you try to add that variability with the teams-wise. You also have the replayability with the different scenarios that they include on the game. Now, there is expansion from Aristia, from Aristia as well that you can get on AristiaTheGame.com. Or if you go through the, through the social medias of Corvus Valley, you can all also, you know, they usually have links for, to the website and you can get expansions. Also, in your gaming stores, I'm pretty sure in, even in, you're in Europe or in U.S., I'm pretty sure they have a stock of Aristia the game or you can pre-order or order them from there. Um, but like one thing, once again, that we're going to back to the, the first uh, thought that I really enjoy from Aristea is that you have everything you need on the game. As soon as you get the base game, you have a lot to play multiple games without feeling the same, like you're playing the same game because you're adding that randomness on changing the characters and changing the scenario. So that's a very good point for Aristea because the replayability uh, does it very well. Probably the 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 bad, uh, not the bad thing. The the thing that I really like from the game, but I understand, and it's not a bad thing, is that you're not able to play it solo. To be honest, that's probably the only thing. Because once again, I mean, what we like is solo board games, right? But we have that's why we have solo with friends. So if if that's the case for you, and you have somebody to play with, definitely check it out, Aristia, uh, the game. Um, like I said, sometimes. The other thing that it's is that there's so many things going on uh, that it can be going on with the cards and the skills that it can be a little bit confusing timing wise. Like, OK, what trigger first? But other than that, if you read their rule book and you you clarify everything, uh, you know, it is there. You you will figure it out about the rules, different things that can happen during the game and according to the uh, events or the scenario or the skills of every player. I like the the aspect of rolling die because yes, it's log based, but at the same time it's not because the strategy falls on where you move your characters and which cards do you play. The art of the game is fantastic. I really like the art um, of the game as well. So yeah, Aristea, I'm looking forward to play more expansions. Now this is was my first uh, attempt with the Carvus Valley game. Once again, which I really appreciate from them providing the game. Uh, I'm looking forward now to to see more games from from Carvus Valley. You know, I know also they were uh, they had a successful Kickstarter, which a uh, cooperative game, uh, which I'm sorry, it's, it's it falls from the same Infinity Universe, um, but um, 
I don't have the name right now with me, but I'm looking forward to 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 try more Corvus Belli uh, games. Uh, Corvus Belli is C O R V U S B E L L I. Corvus Belli once again. And Aristea, in in general, um, if I had to rate the game once again, going from zero to five, where zero is uh, you basically you hate it, you don't want to play it anymore, you don't even want to waste energy in burning that thing. And where five is that you want to play it every every night, every time that you can, and you will enjoy it. Uh, so this, if if we go into that, you know, that category of of rating uh, the games. I will say that for me, Aristea, in the category that it is a skirmish game, I will definitely give it a four. You know what? I think because of the miniature component and the miniature quality and the components and the replayability, I can tell you that for skirmish games, and we, if we're going to have a skirmish night, I will give Aristea a 4.5. It's a game, once again, that if we're going to have a two-player game night, With skirmish games, I definitely bring into the table Aristea. If this is your cup of tea, if you like to play these kinds of games like Imperial Assault, once again, that is a skirmish and it can, now it can be cooperative or the like the base game, uh, it can be one versus all uh, and you know, or one versus the other one as a skirmish. Well, if you like those kinds of games, then Aristea uh, is definitely a game that you need to check out. I love these games like Imperial Assault as well. So Aristea definitely is gonna, you know, stay in my bookshelf. Um, my books, yeah, full of games. <laughs> uh, and you know, every time that I want to play a skirmish, definitely Aristea will be over there. You know, as a big, big, big option to bring to the table. 4.5. Where you can get the game, I already mentioned a couple of times. Where you can go to AristeaTheGame.com and you can find the game there. You can also go to your uh, gaming store once again because they have some expansions. You can get the expansions in the base game as well. Now, usually when we talk about the game, some people ask me about the prices of the game. And the prices that I'm getting, which I'm pretty sure they're very similar to the website of, of um, Corvus Valley, these prices that I'm going to mention to you, and I'm going to mention some expansions, they are from the biggest online seller, which we all know who are we talking about, and I'm not going to give them any other promotion but Aristea the Corpus Valley the Infinity Universe one is you're gonna fight it you're gonna fi fight it <laughs> you're gonna find it uh, around 69 to 70 dollars American dollars the base game you're gonna get the some of the expansion like the it's called Aristea expansion box smoke and mirrors that one it's around 36 37 dollars Aristea the legendaries um, it's called Aristea legendary expansion also around the same price Uh, the Reckless Heart expansion, that's, you know, $18. And average, the Aristea, the, a dice pack, if you want to have extra dice, which actually is a good idea, around $12 and so forth. Um, anyway, so there's a, a few expansions that I will recommend you to go and check them out in uh, AristeaTheGame.com or, uh, you know, look in, a social me in their social medias of Corvus Valley. Uh, you know, they, they are very active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Anyway... This was episode number 55. We talk about Aristea, the skirmish game, the ultimate sports show. Once again, this is a solo with friends um, episode or edition. And then next episode, we're going to go back to talk about a game that you can play solo or cooperative or solo or competitive. Also, I want to tell all of you, thank you, thank you to all of you that have been participating on the giveaway that we have right now. As you know, and this is the final reminder, because next episode, 
which is going to be next weekend between the 27th and the 28th of February. This episode we are recording once again on February 22, which is Saturday. Hopefully tonight will be on air, if not tomorrow, the 23. Anyway, by next weekend, I will have the winner. And thanks to all of you that have been participating on the giveaway. And I'm talking about the giveaway or the of the special kid release uh, from Fantasy Flight Games uh, from Marvel Champions LCG. You can be the lucky winner of an exclusive uh, game mat, uh, four promo cards, alternate cards with the characters from the base game. I'm sorry, there's four or five, if I remember correctly. Uh, and they have the comic art, basically. So it, it, looks, it looks even better, even fancier, even funnier. And you have the game mat full in your print. Very beautiful, uh, nice color. And you have the, your favorite heroes from Marvel on that mat. You can win that. I think it was released only in US. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, you can win that prize from Solo BG Podcast. And we will ship anywhere in the world that you are. So don't worry if you are in, uh, I don't know, France or in Germany, uh, England, Ireland, Portugal, Asia, wherever you are, Australia. Just if you're the lucky winner, I will send this prize completely to your door. And I hope you enjoy it and I hope you share pictures with us. But anyway... If you want to be one of those lucky winners, well, as soon as the episode ends, you go to Facebook at and Solo BG Podcast in our Facebook page, and you look the post for the giveaway, and then uh, you are going to tag two friends over there. You're going to like our Facebook page, and you're going to share that post. In that way, you can get an entry for the contest. Once again, next episode, I will announce who the winner is. Anyway, once again, thank you so much for all the support. Thank you to all of you have been that have been participating on the giveaway. Thank you to all of you that reached out to me. And remember that you can reach out to me either through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at SoloBGPodcast. You can also send me an email at SoloBGPodcast at gmail.com. I hope the uh, sound quality is even a little bit better from the last episode or at least the same. And once again, if you have any suggestion for the sound quality please 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 let me know i'm still playing with uh with the console with the mixer with the audio recorder and then transferring the audio to my software uh, audio software editor and the computer so i'm trying to do all the best to give you guys the 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 best quality as possible um so uh, yeah if you have any advice please please let me know reach out to me in that way You know, I'm willing to do a Skype call or something. In that way, if you have strong suggestions, we can we can uh, use your help as most as possible. Anyway, this is Derek. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I hear you in this next episode 56. And like always, remember... For victory, go tell your friends... Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop. <laughs>